0: Hi folks, it's Rabbi Sharon Browse here. You are listening to IKAR's podcast, where you can hear our sermons from Shabbat and holidays, our guest speakers, our teachers, anything we think worth listening to that we can capture, you can hear right here. Thank you so much for being with us. God the judge, God the king, the shepherd, the father, The pages of our Makhzor are filled with these images of the Holy One, and here's where I am, and perhaps you are too. I'm in need of new images of God, alongside these oft-repeated descriptors in the Makhzor, new ways to picture the Divine, a different door to walk through in this relationship. These images are always an incomplete picture, but we're attempting to articulate some aspect of God we're hoping to understand, an identity we're trying to position ourselves in relation to. There's a lesser-known image in the Mahzor that I'm really excited about. It fills me with big questions and possibilities about how to relate to God and who we are in the context of this relationship. Hayom harat olam. Today, that is Rosh Hashanah, is the birth of the world. It's not a commemoration of an event that once happened. It's present. In two days, God is giving birth to the world. And that means that God is in labor right now. And if God is in labor, then who are we? I'd like to suggest that we are God's midwives. Our task as we approach Rosh Hashanah is to help God bring this new world into existence. Okay, there's a lot to unpack here, including an image of God that may feel hard to access for some. In certain ways, My ability to fully grasp this image is limited as someone whose body doesn't know what it physically feels like to give birth. And so I speak about labor and birth with humility of having witnessed it but not experienced it. I speak about midwifery with the utmost admiration and gratitude for those who practice this sacred work every day. And I'm drawn to this image and the new doors it opens to our understanding of God, both because of its visceral physicality and because labor and birth are not exclusively about babies. They're also about bringing new worlds into existence, new ideas, realities, paradigms, new possibilities, which we're all striving to create, all of which we desperately need in this new year. So let's return to the birth stool, where we find God in labor. The task of the midwife is to help the person in labor breathe, to help find positions of comfort and movement, to be present with the pain and emotions, and to deliver this new world the world as it could be just, verdant, loving, righteous. We have lived in a world this past year, as Rabbi Kasher mentioned, in which it's been difficult to breathe. From the horrors of the pandemic to racial violence to the floods and fires raging all around us, we are collectively gasping for air. To help the person in labor breathe, the midwife models life-giving breath. We do that through responsible behavior, by trusting medical and scientific experts by remembering that the safety of others depends on our breath. We do that by emulating the great midwives of our tradition, Shifra and Pua, who refused to perpetuate Pharaoh's vision of a hateful world by showing up for the oppressed. We do that by reminding ourselves and one another to breathe between contractions to regain strength for the work that lies ahead. A midwife is attentive to stagnancy, which is often compounded by discomfort and pain. A skilled midwife will reposition the person in labor to generate comfort and movement. Our world is stuck in so many painful ways. We speak past each other. We perpetuate systems that keep people trapped where they are. We forget that Mother Earth can only take so much. But we, the midwives, must work to shift these entrenched positions, to find new postures that bring our world closer to the olam chesed, God is trying to build, that God is trying to birth. We need not do this work alone. There's an amazing discussion in the Talmud, which the brilliant Hannah Jensen pointed out to me, where the rabbis are discussing what a midwife may and may not do on Shabbat. And they conclude that a midwife can break Shabbat in every imaginable way, from lighting a lamp, to cutting and tying, due to the principle of pikuach nefesh doche Shabbat, that when a person is in danger, we must violate ritual law to attend to their health and safety. This is relatively standard Talmudic reasoning, but then they say something remarkable. If the person in labor is blind, the midwife may still light a lamp, even though that light won't be seen by the laborer. Why? This would seem to be an unnecessary violation of Shabbat law. Miyatva data. It settles the mind of the person in labor to know that we're helping each other see what needs to be done. We need to be lighting lamps for each other. We need reassurance that newness is possible and God needs us to be illuminating the path forward. This light enables us to work together to bring new possibilities into the world safely. Ultimately, this is the profound responsibility of the midwife, one we all share. Any creative process, whether it's bringing a baby into the world, or a transformative idea a new organization that article or piece of music you've been meaning to write that relationship you're hoping to repair every creative process needs two things time to grow and helping hands to bring it to fruition god's creative process needs that and so do our own hayom harat olam it's coming it's coming please god We are on the precipice of reality that is more hopeful, more beautiful, full of potential. And we're needed. Our hands are needed. Now is the time to be midwives for each other, for God, for the world. Let's remind each other to breathe, to shine light on new responsibilities and new possibilities, and help each other bring forth that new world. Shabbat shalom. Hi, it's Mayim Bialik, actor, neuroscientist, Ekar member, and lover of all things Jewish. Do you like what you're listening to? Please consider donating to Ekar so that we can continue creating more podcasts and fulfilling our mission of harnessing untapped energy in the Jewish community to reanimate Jewish life, embody moral courage, nurture the spirit, and work to decipher what it means to be a human being in the world today. Why don't you visit our website at ekar laorg and give today.